You're panicking. Welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unscripted, unfiltered, 100% us, fully clothed. Sorry about that, guys. I can't record while Mel was still talking. So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> We were just talking about how we didn't remember our intro. No big D. I think we crushed it though. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, Mel, take it away. Today we have a special guest. Someone I literally just asked like 30 minutes ago, do you want to come on? And it is my sister, Kristen. Hello. Welcome. I wouldn't say special, but <laughs> very special. <laughs> a different kind of special. <laughs> I'm a redhead, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome to the siblings edition. Like, first my brother and now your sister. Loving it. I, I was getting a little offended, so I'm glad she asked me. Kaylin <laughs> has her brother. Like, it was time for me. <laughs> well, and obviously it was like, it was meant to be because as we discussed before, my mom friended you on Facebook. So naturally... <laughs> It's time. Shout I'll out friend to- you next. I will friend you next. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my new friend, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. You're still in Toronto and it's dreary as balls there. Yeah. It's supposed to rain till Wednesday. Did you make it to the zoo? No. Oh. Um, because Uber prices went up because there's a Blue Jays game. So it was going to cost us $78 to make it to the Toronto Zoo. Oh. So I said, no, thank you. Can you please, before we just get, can you please fill in our listeners on your trip to Niagara? Just speaking of how high oh. Uber prices are. Okay. Okay. So your girl, Kaylin here, she's always looking for a steal of a deal. Like I'm resourceful. That's something everyone should know about me and I'm proud of it. Some say cheap, but I say resourceful. Um, so we did a little bit of research and uh <laughs> Jared literally paid $113 for a shoulder massage at this sketchy massage place. Um, it was supposed to be like a full body, but anyways, he just did a shoulder massage with St. Ives lotion. And this the, the only good thing that came out of this was he put baby powder on him. <laughs> else anyways the one good thing that came out of this massage was uh after jared was done trying to scrub off his skin when we got back to the hotel room he told me that um if you there's like this bus tour that you can take to the casino and it only costs 50 bucks and i was like oh sweet so I looked into it because the massage dude told Jared that. So I looked into it and I gave him a call. And yeah, sure shit. You pay $50, you get a round trip, and then $40 credited for the casino. And the casino is right on Niagara Falls. So there's a life hack for you. If you're in Toronto, downtown, and you want to go to the falls, there's a whole bunch of different pickups um, with this bus tour. So you get on there. I mean, it's two hours because of friggin' traffic. And yeah, we went there and had a great old time. I even won some money and um, we tootled around Niagara Falls and made some friends and did some gambling and ate some food. How much money did you make? Uh, Oh, that's a really great question. So $10 for a round (laughs) bus trip basically is all I spent. And then... Our food was like 50 bucks, but I won a hundred. So, you know, like we were doing pretty darn good. (laughs) I like resourcefulness. When we were in Europe, we did a lot of walking tours because they were free. (laughs) So we got our exercise in, we got a tour of like Rome or Berlin and we didn't pay a cent. Perfect. I'm not resourceful. (laughs) I will pay. (laughs) That's where we differ. (laughs) I don't want to walk. <laughs> you know, we got we got to that point today because um, we were kind of, yeah, we went to the aquarium today and it was just, it was insane. 
like wall-to-wall people it was so crazy so then by the end we're like we don't care how much an uber is like just get us out of here (laughs) so i mean sometimes you get to that point where you're just done yeah like there was one well speaking of resourcefulness and paying one time we were at a birthday party (laughs) and the parents had gotten like arcade cards for all the kids but kristen bought hudson (laughs) Like, I didn't realize they were giving out these arcade cards. And everyone was playing like, oh, when did they get their cards? And here my dumb ass is sitting in the line. And I bought Hudson, like, a $35 arcade card. I'm like, Melanie, like, you didn't go get Rowan one. She's like, we got them for free. I'm like, well, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So Hudson had a good time. (laughs) Hudson's just a friggin' high roller. (laughs) No, but um so we were just chatting we're like oh what what chris was like what do you talk about we're like we really don't know um but caitlin was like we should talk about this one specific (laughs) moment a core memory in their really i think initial introduction was it not yeah okay (laughs) so um so a little backstory rael one morning caitlin was staying overnight woke up passed out had an episode one of the scariest times of my life anywho Call Kaylin. She came in. We're getting Rael. She's coming to. I call Kristen. Hey, we need to go into the children's hospital. Can you take us? I need to sit in the back with Rael. Yep, yep. We're good. So Kristen comes and Rael and please, is. Sorry to cut you off, Mel. Please keep in mind, I am just coming to as well. It's oh, yes. Seven in yes. the morning. So, Mel screams my name and I'm yeah. like, holy shit. So Rael had been like <laughs> unconscious, like not. Uh, with us for about four minutes and I had called Kaylin because I'm like oh my goodness I'm gonna either a have to call start CPR or Kaylin's gonna have to call 911 one of the two so I just yelled Kaylin and she came in laser focused she knew there was something wrong (laughs) okay so anyways Rael's coming to Kristen comes in Rael looks at her and is explaining like her moment of where like oh I fell asleep and then I woke up and I was in a different place and confused Kristen says, what did I say? Like, you're like, I, you, I, me too, girl. I get it, girl. I get it. Kaylin then proceeds to say, we've all been there. I proceed to look at Kaylin and mumble. My sister had a brain tumor. And with that tumor, I'd have seizures and then wake up and then not know where I am. So I was relating to Rael. And then I was like, oh, well, Kaylin had a brain tumor too. And, and I, I have never had a brain tumor. I was talking about being drunk and disorderly, so I was very embarrassed. It was hilarious. It was good. Kristen has that is one thing I admire. She has a very good outlook and disposition on her whole health journey, brain tumor, seizure uh yeah journey I guess you could say journey tell us about it okay so my husband well now husband but we were engaged and we lived with Melanie and Ryan and then one night Melanie was upstairs she only had Rael obviously at this time she was putting her to sleep I was doing homework and then it went like all of a sudden I just couldn't talk and like I'd open my mouth and like I don't know just like baby talk would flow out so I got very like scared I don't know embarrassed I ran downstairs because I heard Melanie coming and I'm like I don't know what the what's going on in my head um and I go downstairs I start texting Adam my texts weren't making sense and then all of a sudden I this is where my mind goes a little blurry I don't know if you came downstairs to see what was wrong yeah I came downstairs yeah and then I, I after about seven minutes I started talking to her and like just saying Mel like I couldn't talk for like seven minutes and I it's like I just woke up I wasn't sleeping, but I woke up so confused. And Mel's like, we need to call, what is it, 811? 911. No, 811. 811. Yeah. Yeah. So Mel calls 811 and they say, go into your doctor. Um, Not right away, but like make an appointment with your doctor. Uh, So I do that. And my doctor does all the, you know, like the strength tests of, I don't know, like pushing your hands down, following my finger and stuff like that. And everything was fine. Um, and I've been healthy up to this point, but she decided to send me to a neurologist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to a neurologist. And I, again, explained the whole thing to her and the neurologist just said, let's just send you for an MRI. 
So I'm like, all right. So I go for an MRI and uh, e- EEG, the thing where they put all the things on your brain. Um, that was all good. And then when I went for my MRI, she said, we'll give you a call. And I went for that in May. And then like the end of June rolls around and they haven't called. So I just was like, oh, no news. Good news. <laughs> and she calls me at the like in the middle of July, I want to see. It was like close to your wedding. No, because I, it was in the middle of July. And then she said she wanted to talk to me. Or no, she said, sorry, we lost your file. Um, and we just came across it. I apologize. Um, but we need to see you. So I was like, okay. So Adam and I go. And that's when she said, like, you have a tumor. And I'm like, pardon? <laughs> and it's very small. It's not big. But where it was, it was pushing against my speech. So that explains why I couldn't. I had that little what's it, aphasia episode. Um, so when I, I mean, she told me the information. I was all good with it. But then I called Mel and I started crying. <laughs> Um, and then she said she wanted to send me for another MRI. So I went for another MRI and then I didn't hear from them because then I got married at the end of August and then August 29th rolled around, which is Mel's birthday. And we were obviously Adam and I are living in their basement still. It was nighttime. And then I think you can kind of say from here because I don't know. It's fucking terrifying. Um, so my birthday. Yeah, it was like. I would say one between one and 3 a.m. I can't quite remember, but we were sleeping and I just heard Mel like super loud. And I came out and instantly my brain went to Rael and like I ran into her room and then she was asleep and I'm like, what the hell? And I heard it again. I was like, holy shit, it's downstairs. So I ran downstairs as fat. I don't even think I touched a step barely. Ryan was chasing after me and um, I came down to Kristen just white as a ghost on the ground and are on the bed and Adam was white as a ghost, obviously terrified. I'm like, okay, what happened? What happened? And he was just like, like she was shaking. She was shaking. Like she was shaking. Cause like, we need to call 911 and she's still out. Like, out. there was nothing to her. And so he calls 911 and like, as he's explaining, like, I'm pretty sure she just had a grand mal seizure. Um, and so she started, like, it took a while for her to come to, but like her pulse was, everything was fine. There will be a bit of a funny part here, but uh, so we call and it was a foggy night and so we can hear ambulance is coming. So I'm unlocking the basement door, Ryan sitting on the steps and I had completely like even nursing. I was not aware that the fire truck comes with the ambulance. So I kid you not through like this fog, like two very strapping firefighters are like walking through the mist. I was like, oh my goodness, like. Oh, hello. Yeah, she's right there. And by that time she's up, she's talking, but she can't remember much. But anyways, they take her off. But one of the things when I told her this story, like when firefighters came and she was like, did I look okay? Like, did I, did I look fine? You know what? Cause I was wearing like a little nightie and we all know when we wear nighties, like, you know, your, your boobs sometimes pop out. Like in my mind, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh my God, like, was I presentable? And did I pee myself? And I could assure her that she did not pee herself. But <laughs> I have to say that, yeah. Mel that was just on the ground. I need mouth to mouth. Ryan's just like rolling his eyes probably. But I have to say like, uh, that was not a nice night. That scared the shit out of me. I just had goosebumps yeah. the entire time you were explaining that. That's like. Crazy. Um, like for those who don't know, I am the older sister and sorry. Yeah. I have like, yeah, I was not nice to walk into. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. And just lo- the look on Adam's face. I mean, if I ever questioned his love after that moment, I sure did not. <laughs> he just looked mortified. Rael was great upstairs. She slept 13 hours. So that was good. But downstairs. But I always said it was a good thing we were living with Mel and Ryan at the time because like what, I don't know what Adam, you know, you're in shock and Mel being a nurse, I think could like for a minute, just like not freak out. Whereas Mm -hmm. Adam, I don't know what he would, like he would eventually call 911, but like he just doesn't know like what the hell has happening. She's shaking. Like I know she has a brain tumor. Is this it? So it was good that we were there for Mel to kind of take the reins in. Mm -hmm. It was And I mean, as when you hear brain tumor, as anyone would, like you're thinking, 
worst case scenario. And then after I had that seizure, I think they took me to the hospital and like I had an IV and um, like, and then they sent me home because I was okay. And we already knew I had a brain tumor. And then I went back to the neurologist and um, from here, I think she just said, like, I couldn't drive actually for six months. So I know that. Um, And that was hard too, because then I had to rely on you know, it's like your independence is just gone. So luckily for me, like Adam um, was working at Linwood and like very flexible. He could take me to work, pick me up. And and Ryan, like my brother-in-law, Ryan, Mel's husband would do the same. So I was very lucky that I had people who could cart me around, <laughs> but some people don't. Um, and then, yeah, I just, after six months, I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't have another seizure. I don't know this. Like, I don't think I had another seizure. So I got my license back. Yeah. But then all of a sudden the seizures started to come more frequently. And the weird thing with my seizures is they're all nocturnal or they all were nocturnal. I never had one um, like just walking around and people get auras and then start to seize. No, I never. It was just all while I was sleeping. So I didn't know um, when I was going to get one. But if I did drink or if I was super, super tired, we found that they I was more what is it more prone to getting a seizure um and then they just monitored me and I had frequent MRIs and I was sent to a neurosurgeon Dr. Kelly who's really good um and it was okay like they're just gonna monitor me I got my license back because they were all nocturnal he I was on Keppra yeah that seizure medication um frequent MRIs everything was all good got pregnant with Hudson um and again just I I had an MRI once with Hudson, but just no contrast or anything like that. Everything was just monitored. And then when we were trying for our second, um, so in 2018, we were trying and we couldn't get pregnant and then with not long or anything, but then the, my last MRI, the Dr. Kelly told me it was growing and, um, he wanted to get another MRI to, to see exactly how much it was growing. And then Adam and I decided to stop trying, but we were already pregnant. <laughs> um, so then when we found out we were pregnant, we said, okay, well, obviously we can't do the MRI. So we're just going to, you know, monitor you still. And then after Parker, I had another MRI with the contrast and it was still growing. Um, and up until this point, Dr. Kelly didn't want to remove it because he said it was so close to my speech. There's like a chance I could lose talking. And we were like, no, of course not. But then this, when he told us, like, he didn't tell us we should remove it, but he did not tell us to not remove it. So he's like, well, you guys can can talk and decide what route you want to go. If we want to monitor it, if we want to remove it. And we decided, hey, if it's growing, like if it's going to get bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden the chances of me losing my speech are just so much higher because of it being so big, we thought, let's remove it. And then I had surgery. Um March 6th of 2020. I remember it because they were rolling me into the the OR and the first case of COVID was confirmed in Cochrane and everyone was like, oh, we didn't think it'd be here. And and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of nervous <laughs> because I'm getting a brain tumor removed. <laughs> um, and they remove it and it went all good. I woke up um, and I don't know if anyone knows this about surgery. Probably I'm just a dumbass and didn't. They put like a nerve block in so then you're not like swelling during surgery to make sure everything's going to go smoothly. And after surgery, I felt so good. I was like, oh my God, this is nothing. Brain surgery? Like, ah, like I need no heal time. And then after 12 hours, that nerve block, she kicked out. And I was like, holy shit. I was in, I, I don't, I've had kids and I, it was more pain to me than childbirth. I was so, 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 so sore. <laughs> like Melanie had to come and Thankfully, like Melanie stayed a night with me, but I like she, I don't know, you you saw me. <laughs> um, first of all, let's go back to the day of surgery because second hardest day of my life was giving my sister a hug before she went into surgery. Because obviously one of the risks is death. And I remember hugging her and I tried not to cry so hard. I was staying with Hudson uh, and Parks. And yeah, and anyways, that was horrible. But, and also note to anyone out there, if you have a family member going in for like a pretty invasive surgery, 
do not be by yourself all day because I was, and that was the, like, I was watching the clock, like, okay, what's going on? Ryan was with Adam at the hospital. My mom and dad were here with the kids with Ryan's dad. And I was all by myself with Parks and Rael. And the whole time I'm like, okay, like what's going on? And my mind just kept running and running. But, uh, and she came out. She's good. She's here. Um, I'll just say too, one of the worst things about the surgery is when you're lying there in the OR, like you're obviously nervous. And the, I think the doctor like ethically has to be like, so you do want to go forward with this? And like, you know, a, a glimpse, you know, like, do I? Like, should I not do it? Like, I was so nervous, but of course I went forward with it. But I'm like, what kind of, of course I do. Like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want it. Um, but then, yeah, fast forward to Kristen in pain. And so I was like, I'll go stay the night with her. And she was just literally all over the map. I think she was pain on top of tired, on top of anxiety. Like it was a compounding thing because sometimes she'd get a med and then she'd pass out right away. But then she'd wake up like shortly after and be in so much pain. Um, So I think it was a multifactorial thing, but she just looked uncomfortable. And I was in my like, I loved instant pot recipes at that time. And I was in my Instapot phase. So I think it had seeped into my pores. So one time I was hugging her and she just looked at me. She's like, you smell like fucking instant pot. <laughs> she did. I remember that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, and then I kept trying to get her to eat something because it was hard on the gut. She got really mad at me then too. Fair enough. I just wanted her to eat a damn piece of toast and she would not. Um, but I mean, it slowly got better. And I just remember Rael really wanted to see TT and uh, she knew she had a rock in her brain is what we called it. And so once I had seen her and knew like, Hey, it'll be okay. Like watching Rael, because when you came out, you couldn't speak. Well, I could, I could speak. It was about like four days after surgery. And one of the risks was me losing my speech, but I could talk four days after, but then all of a sudden, because it started to swell or was no, no, because they sent me home. So yeah, March 11th hit, which is my birthday. I got sent home. Um, it was my 30th birthday. I remember I got home. Adam had me a little party. Um, and then we, I went to bed March 11th. And then I had another seizure that night and my mom was there. So um, they call the ambulance and the ambulance takes me back. And because of the swelling, that's when I lost my speech and I could not talk. And it that was hard. Like I could comprehend, which was nice. Um, but I couldn't talk. So yeah, it was rough. Like me, I would, I knew the words, but I just physically could not say them. Um, and that, that was, that was hard. That was a bad time. <laughs> yeah, and Rael would sit there and like, we were talking about the staples in her head and Kristen didn't know the word staples. And so Rael would be there like, TT, st, st, st. And then Kristen, what she'd eventually, she clicked in that time. And she was like, staples. And Chris or Rael was like, that's right, TT. Good job. <laughs> but I remember too, like with the aphasic episodes you had, like you were talking about this was prior to removal when you were in McDonald's and you couldn't think of cheeseburger, was it? Or chicken yeah. nuggets? Yeah, it was a cheeseburger. And anyone that knows me, like I am a McDonald's whore. So like, but I could not think of, no, I think it was McMuffin. Yeah. Right. I just couldn't say the word. And, and that was the doctor told me before I was removed, like my speech was impacted obviously because it was pushing. So, um, yeah, that was, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. How, but, mm -hmm. how long was it from your diagnosis to removal? So I, they found the tumor in 2016 and they removed the tumor in 2019, 2020, sorry, 2020. And they said that like the tumor could have been there all my life. And then all of a sudden it just decided to push up, but they never said it was like genetics or they, they just, they don't know. And why my seizures were all nocturnal. It wasn't cancerous. Yeah. They got that back. So that was good. Um, and yeah, when I couldn't talk, I think that lasted for about two and a half weeks. They put me on steroids. Um, and my speech came back obviously. Um, but yeah. I'm fine now and I just have yearly MRIs. It hasn't grown. I mean, it hasn't come back. They don't think it'll come back. But so far since my last seizure was March um, 11th of 2020 and I haven't had one since. Wow. And I, and I think what's crazy is the day you were discharged, 
everything was locked down. So Kristen, from the time of removal to like your actual departure and you weren't going back to the hospital, the world had completely shut down because you wanted to go grocery shopping, right? Yeah, I wanted to go grocery shopping, but um, it was also kind of scary too because obviously when after surgery, like the doctor said, you need to be careful because if you do get an infection, like I think anyone, you're just more um, susceptible. Yeah, susceptible and like, yeah. So I wanted to go grocery shopping, but couldn't. <laughs> the world had shut down you and thankfully in, in the nick of time and thankfully too like because i mean you were starting to get lonely because you were in the hospital for so long missing your babies and so like i remember the last night you were in mom and i went to go visit her and the doors were already shut you had to ring the bell and they were starting to ask you questions you still didn't have to mask up or anything but and then we went to visit you and thank thankfully you got discharged well i was five months postpartum like I just had Parker not too long ago so uh, all I wanted to be was back at home and but like you said Kaylin I'm glad like I would I would still have that tumor like there's no way if I didn't get in before COVID they would have put me on the on the back burner unless it was kept growing and growing but it like everything I guess happens for a reason and me getting it out then and me being on mat leave like it, it all did line up perfectly and it is good that I did get in before COVID because I would for sure still have it mm-hmm. if yeah. But what what a whirlwind. Like that's a long time to know that you have a brain tumor. Like yeah. you're just you're just walking around, and you're like, what's up? <laughs> but I always like it never it never like other than my speech, it never really affected me. I always said like it would affect Adam. Hmm. Moment. Take a moment. No, she was a true champ. She crushed it. Like, you literally crushed it. You knocked it out of the park. Like, from diagnosis to now, like, you knocked it all out of the park. Nothing kept you down. We're also extremely type A humans, and we have a really hard time sitting still. So that was probably even more difficult for you than the actual, like, living with it. Because Adam would text me, like, She's up freaking cleaning again. I'm like, well, I, he's so messy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, Adam always had to witness me having the seizures, right? So mm-hmm. it really wasn't, I mean, me waking up, yeah, confused and tired, sure. But like, I couldn't imagine watching, like, is my loved one going to have a seizure? Like, I didn't have to do anything. He was the one that had to deal with it. Not me. <sighs> um, Yeah. I got nothing. She's a rock star. Yeah. You honestly. Like it was fine. Just the seizures. And I never peed. Like Melanie said, I never peed my pants. Never. So like that is type A. I did not want to make a mess. <laughs> honestly, though, like in all seriousness, I just like your attitude towards everything and um, just your positivity is very inspiring. And I can't imagine just like five minutes or five minutes five months later after pushing out a baby going into surgery like that holy doodle yeah yeah and then having some asshole like be like yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) i thought we were gonna bond (laughs) show us each scars and like where's yours i'll show you mine (laughs) that that is amazing like i know western medicine can be extremely frustrating but yours, like when I went to go see her, I honestly had anticipated your like a big chunk of your head to be shaved. There was like hardly anything, and the scar itself was so small. Wow. And this is where Western medicine is an amazing thing. It has its shortcomings, like so many things. But my doctor was really good too. Like I have a crush on him. I wish you could see a picture of him because he's so nerdy looking. But I think because he's just so smart. <laughs> And he removed the tumor. <laughs> Some hero complex yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know. Nothing special about it. But it was just like a whole, you know, 20, 26, get a tumor, remove it at 29. And hey, no more seizures. It's just something so small could have like such an impact on your life. And yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm off my medication now and all is fine yeah 
That's amazing. And like finding so much gratitude in that because like the frustration that you experienced even for two weeks, that probably felt like a lifetime of being fully aware of what you want to talk about and but not having that ability, something that we all take for granted way too much. Well, and I remember the like I was in um, I think it was speech therapy or something. And she asked me to on a clock rate 1145. And I could not do it. So it wasn't even my speech. It was like my comprehending too. Like I couldn't do the clock and that scared. Like I knew I knew it, but I just couldn't do it. That was scary because you don't know like if you're going to get better. <laughs> I did. But at the time I was like, shit, like Adam, and I'm like, what happens if this is my, our new norm? So the whole, those two weeks were a little bit scary. But once I started coming to and the brain started, you know, going down, it was, it was all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't explain stuff good either. So I'm sorry if that was all over the map, but Melanie's the talker. I'm the funny one. (laughs) I think I have a bit of funniness in me, but yes, it's it's cute. I like, I can literally make friends with a wall. That is like a trait of mine. Kristen, sometimes like I remember on your play dates, I would go because I'm the buffer. I just would talk to anyone. I need a buffer. Like I'm an, I'm an introvert. Like if I know you, I like being like going out and stuff, but Oh God, Melanie can go into a room and just like, she's okay with it. Like not knowing anyone and like just having, I don't know, talking with anyone. No, not me. Like I get like physically ill from it. Even when she sprung this on me, like, Hey, come be a guest. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I'm sweating and like shaking. And (laughs) And that, that's a, that's a real accomplishment to sweat in Mel's house. So you must be nervous. (laughs) This was said it was going to be brought up and I was just waiting. Yes. My house is cold guys. It is nice out. We're wearing shorts. It's 22 in the house the cold is an under like she stayed the night now <laughs> and my teeth chattered you're like you're in, like my boys used to mel used to watch my boys and then and they'd always tt we're so cold i was like just grab a blanket boys i love you Godspeed. <laughs> oh. oh yeah your house is cold i mean i'm not gonna deny it it's cold save a buck economy's mm. hard people no <laughs> word okay um so tell me something about your guys' childhood like what was your like go-to game um did you guys get along all throughout your childhood what happened here no we didn't like each other just like you and your brother (laughs) I listened to the episode (laughs) I think because Mel's three years older than me I think there's a big difference between like a 16 year old and a 13 year old, just what you want to do. So she did not like me. I mean, I didn't like you either. Um, But like we'd, she would chase me around the house and like I'd pull the fridge because in our house you could run a circle. I'd pull the fridge. So she hit the fridge. Um, She'd pull the fridge to slow me down and then proceed to run to her room to the corner. I said I was smart. I mean, funny, not smart. It was, I don't know, we, we weren't good friends growing up, but then when I turned 18, we moved, I moved in with you and you had a lot of boy problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I learned from Melanie. Yes. Um, And then we became a lot closer once living. And I think we honestly had a stereotypical sister relationship because I even look at Avery and Rael. Sometimes we were BFFs where we'd have sleepovers on the floor in each other's room. And then other times I was wanting to pummel her to the ground. Yeah, I think younger it was like that. But like we best sisters, I do remember that. And we'd be like great friends for the day. And then like, fuck you the next day. (laughs) And then when I think we got to our teens, we just weren't. We didn't hate each other. No, just different paths. And then, yeah, you moved in. Then you went to Australia and text me that you had no money. But then you won (laughs) money. Because there was a wet sheet t-shirt contest. No, but wait, but no t-shirt was wet. Oh, we did not have a, no. We were at a bar and they said, there's a dancing competition. And I went with my best friend who is a great dancer. She is. Um, And I was like, yeah, you got to get up there. And because it was $300 and at the time we were broke. She's like, okay. <laughs> she went up there and she, all the other girls took off clothing oh. and she did not take one other cloth clothing off. If anyone was the slutty one, it was me because I was in the crowd trying to like, you know, dance, do my thing to get people to scream for her. 
And I met this crowd of Edmonton guys and it was like, perfect. <laughs> so we won because she is classy. <laughs> well, no, I was, I thought it was a wet t-shirt content, but I was going to say she didn't partake. She just danced her little heart out. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. You move. Well, we now live seven minutes away from each other and we're like the best. She's my best friend. Yeah. And maybe that's why you and I get along so well, Mel, because there's like, we're the older sister, three years older than our littles. <laughs> and, uh, we just, uh, we have a lot of the similar, similar stories because yeah, we just get each other. <laughs> Yeah. It's tough. It's tough work being the oldest. I will say, like, growing up, Mel had it harder than me. And I think it's because she's the oldest. So you're, like, the test, like, the pilot project. Um, mm-hmm. You you couldn't go out. Or when you did go out, you had, like, a, a very bad, like, 10 p.m. curfew. Or, I don't know. It was ridiculous. Leanne, and- I'm going to have to unfollow you. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> it was. I went to a movie one night. And then I wanted to go to a party. And my mom and dad told me I couldn't go out to the party because I went out the night before to a movie. Dave and Leanne. <laughs> and then I had it much easier. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to go to a party, and dad made me go pick up you up from your grade nine grad, and you stumbled out two sheets to the wind. I, it was my first time drinking. Our parents did not educate us on drinking. We can see that. No, no. I mixed, like, every, I didn't know what I was doing. So everything would just, I drank and it was bad. It was, it was, yeah, I remember it. <laughs> I was puking. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit about our life. Our, yeah. You know, stereotypical sisters, three years apart. Yep. Which was also nice, though, because we didn't play any of the same sports. Nope. Like, it was a nice little window. And still, we're close enough now in our older years to be close. And it was pretty fun being pregnant with you, aside from the fact that you look like a goddess pregnant and I look like a freaking water buffalo. But hey, uh, I'm tall. You're short <laughs> and you're not even short. I mean, you're what, like five, five, six. I'm five, nine. So I think it's just because you're short. <laughs> she retained water. Oh, she's like the beautiful black stallion. And I'm the Clydesdale. That's pretty much us. <laughs> very white. I'm very good. <laughs> You're pale. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Love, love, love. Okay. What is something that we don't know about Mel, but we should know about? I don't know because we've all heard her sex podcast. You guys know pretty <laughs> much everything about Mel. I learned things about Mel during that podcast. I don't know. What's one thing you guys don't know? Um, I don't know. Like, I, well, you already know, like, the extrovert. Like, mm, what's a little quirk of yours, Mel? Mm-hmm. I know. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I honestly, I don't know. Because you do, you don't really hide anything. What's one thing about me? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's one thing about you. Um, Chris. She's going to come in with some like, or something. No, I'm not going to come okay. in with anything. Kristen doesn't like to be bad at things. Well, I think that's <laughs> most people. Shout out, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to watch us, the Thunder play hockey, ball hockey. Kristen's joining the team. I'm, yeah, like this is where the anxiety creeps in. I'm very competitive. And I've never played ball hockey. I played basketball growing up. So if you would say basketball, I'd be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. There's a floating line of some sort that I got to make sure everyone's, I don't know, like forward defense. Like Adam just says run and I can run. So I will just run, (laughs) just run. But I do. Yeah. I don't like not being good at something. I like to have like practice and make sure I know, or if I like going, like for instance, to an appointment, I need to know the parking layout, like where, how to go. Like that's just my personality. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> good for, good for you for joining. Holy doodle. Oh, I'm so, I'm no, like I'm dying of anxiety right now on my nerves and you keep reassuring me. But I'll She'll be, be great. Fine. She'll be great. She'll be great. Um, I, I don't know. Like I've seen your bruises. <laughs> Run while you can. <laughs> I'm just um, running the opposite direction. I literally think though, in with Kristen and I, like, what's up? We are like fairly opposite on everything. Like, I 
have rhythm. Oh, excuse me. You okay, actually on the top coming in with the jabs. You should have seen me at the bar last weekend. Kristen went to the bar. Like my friend said, it was like just like a sexy daycare. Everyone was so young. And then this old person walks in and I'm like, oh my God. No, yeah, but-, but that is true. Melanie does have rhythm. Melanie can sing. She's an extrovert. And then also like just, I think like, like you're very into your feelings and like, yes. I don't want to say spiritual, but like, no, yeah, like that. I am not like that. Like, what do you do at your end of your Oh, thing? like when you lay down in stillness and you're doing that like sh- shavasana, it's not my thing. Like it, it isn't. And that's, I mean, that's not bad. Whoever, if you want to, nah. but I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm more like a sarcastic bitch. <laughs> I really am touchy, feely, likey. What are you feeling? How are you feeling? How's your body, mind, and soul? And Kristen's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, same with same with Jared. It's like, I think Just, it's like, yeah. We probably need therapy. I mean, that, in the end, that's probably what that is. Like, I'm fine. Keep pushing it down. Don't say your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're very different. We are. Mm-hmm. And we look very different too. Even though people say we look like we don't. No, like you're you dark. Don't. Thank you. No, not that it's bad. Yeah. For people, for reference, for viewers listening, Kristen has red hair, freckles, green eyes, pale skin, tall legs for days, lanky. lanky. I have brown hair, brown eyes, unbelievably dark features. I'm short and stocky. You're Leanne and I'm big. Yeah, we're our parents. Literally, that's just what we are. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Like when I when we did the movement um, photo shoot, I knew that your sister was coming. So I was like trying to scope these people out and be like, which one is Mel's sister? I could not pick you out. There's no way. Yeah. Some people think it's our son. Okay. She needs the mic. <laughs> oh, oh. Some people think it's not. See, just wants it on her. <laughs> it's our side profile. People think like, yeah. Do you see it, Kaylin? Okay, no, you gotta move the mic now so like, I can see her side. <laughs> you want to open your eyes? It's awkward when you close. I don't know. We don't look alike. No. Uh. Yeah. Any other? I think that was that was great. Thanks. See, Kristen, I told you you would know what to talk about. But you're gonna listen to it back, and I talk fast. I don't think I explain. Oh. Uh, well, hopefully you, it's all you right. Did awesome. You came in and you had a conversation, and that's exactly what we want here. And mm-hmm. you had zero time to prepare, and that's what we love the most. Oh. So I've been preparing in my car for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard your brother's on, I was like, bitch, you better have me on this podcast. <laughs> so I've been doing a script in my car. Those tears were not real. They were planned. I'm just No, she's not an actress, guys. That's another thing. <laughs> Uh, it was fun you guys this is fun you guys hey no uh do you have a question for mel and Kay? we can enter our segment oh yeah live q a with mel and Kay. i remember this happened in the pot i should have thought this is not like me not to have like a question prep uh (laughs) i'm pulling a dave hanrahan right now Does it have to be like a group question? I'll Anything. do a group question and maybe an ind- What made you guys start the podcast? Hmm. You taking this one? They're care. Uh, I don't really know. We just, we are spitballing some ideas and then. Um... Well, we were talking and I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit before. Like in this world, we are so filtered and we are yeah. so scripted with everything and we don't want to offend someone and we don't want to say the wrong thing, but that's not real life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I, one of the things we talked about is, yeah, we're probably going to say things we on here that we listen back and they're cringy. And you're like, Oh my word. I am, did not mean that. And I am sorry. Mm-hmm. I wish Alex would come on and say that about what she told the world about, about me. But anyways, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I learned something. I learned a lot about you too in that episode. I bet you did. And and just like having real conversations, I think that is what <laughs> we've missed in this world, and that I'm certainly missing in this world. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting down and having an unscripted, real conversation. Like you, 
didn't well I mean you practice in your car apparently but like (laughs) you just talked and I love the fact when people are like I just feel like I'm sitting around a table with you sweet Mm -hmm. deal that's what we Mm -hmm. um want yeah and and I think it I think this was born out of a place of like Mel and I have always had very deep and meaningful conversations and we're like we should just share this with the world well we didn't really think it was going to be the world but um yeah, now we get to record our conversations and it's it's a really cool thing. And I'm so grateful that the name came to us and it's just, it all just came together, honestly. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, one for you, Kaylin, because you said you were a people pleaser. Mm. I am a people pleaser. So what did you do to kind of like... <clears throat> I don't know, probably therapy or something, I'm assuming too, <laughs> but like break that, you know, it's hard when you don't. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I don't think it was like, okay. I think, um, great question. First of all, the, um, I think I've talked about this before. Maybe it was just in my head. I don't know. Um, the one quote that really helped me was like the opinions of others is none of your business. And when I really, really thought into that, I was like, yeah, that's true. And then it kind of has just snowballed into the fact of like, I, I have always thought that I have things to prove to other people. I am myself. And so, you know, if everyone around me is happy, then I then can be happy too. And um, yeah, people pleasing runs super deep, but I think um there came a point where I just completely broke down. Like I couldn't uphold um, this image anymore. I couldn't be someone for everyone else except for myself. And there came a, mo- a moment. Um, actually, I think it was a, a bunch of moments, but one moment I remember very specifically, I may have been high on mushrooms. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> just I could not look myself in the mirror which is actually a very common thing when people are high on mushrooms that they really suggest that you don't look yourself in the mirror because weird shit happens but I like physically like could not look at myself like I was so disgusted with who I became because it was so far away from who I knew I was so I think when you people please and you put everyone else's needs before yours, you just keep on putting on these layers and layers and layers, and then you end up um, losing your identity while loving other people. And then when you look in the mirror and you realize that you have no piece of you left anymore, you have no choice but to drop it, um, is what I found was my experience. Um, I think I was probably a pretty extreme people pleaser. So, you know, you saying that you're a people pleaser, like, you know, you could just have tendencies and I think that's human. I think we all want love, belonging and connection. I think that that's fair, but I have to stop and ask myself at what expense, you know, if it, if it costs me any of my peace or any of my identity, then I, I don't need to do it. And uh, yeah, I don't. Did that answer your question? Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. No. So just just so we know, I'm not recommending doing mushrooms. I didn't. I don't think that, that was like. <laughs> there, there, it was yeah. like it was definitely part of my healing journey, but it was also like you know when I wasn't high, I could also look myself in the mirror and be like, "Who are you? Like, what what is left in there for you?" And to know that. I am going to wake up with myself every day for the rest of my life. Like, you know, life's too short to not be who I am and not be who I was meant to be. All these people pleasers going to go get high off mushrooms now. Anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. It is not substitute for professional advice. Please seek professional help. Not this podcast <laughs> but hey jared does know a website if you need <laughs> uh, that's a good watch, answer watch our watch yeah. our instagram just blow up <laughs> uh website <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, thank you for that question. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't have one for you, Mo. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. You know everything. Yeah, people pleasing. It's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I think out of human necessity, we want to be loved and have that connection, but it sometimes can go go into and we um, we're just human we do care about what people like even for those who say i don't care what people think there will always be a part where you care what people think and that's oh. when you have to sit with yourself and check with yourself and be like i don't give a, sh- a shit yeah and and i think that when you live in love out of that extreme people pleasing um you're more looking for that um maybe acceptance but when you when you drop your people pleasing tendency and you show up authentically then you truly belong and Mm -hmm. that's that's a very different feeling like when I show up in all of my relationships um I don't have to be a different version of me I don't have to be what those people what I think those people expect from me a lot of things were like my assumptions of what people expected from me and then when I stopped doing those things the world didn't stop and yeah I lost maybe a few friends but they that's okay like the friends that I do have now I belong like and I know that when I leave the room I'm not being talked about Mm -hmm. and that's pretty cool and I can show up fully me knowing I don't owe these people anything. They're just so happy to have me there. No, I like that. Like, there are friends you leave and you're like, they're 100% talking about me right now. Mm-hmm. And that's just, they're not your people. No. Even if they say you're, they're your people, they're talking smack about you. They're not your people. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm not that extreme of a people pleaser, so I don't need mushrooms right now. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Well, I think yours yours is similar to mine. Like confrontation takes a lot for us. That would be something similar on our end. Confrontation, like because we don't want to make people mad. Yeah, well, yeah. You don't want to make people or say the wrong thing or I don't know. Like, but like I am always sarcastic and like when I go with my one friend if she has a friend and like I'll make a joke or like how's marriage and I'll be like well he's good for as my first husband and I'm like totally kidding but if you don't know me you're like oh my god I'm like <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not people pleasing like I'm shutting that part off but it's yeah confrontation you don't want to make that other person upset so y- you will just avoid it at times because you're like oh it's just I'll deal with it like it's not mm-hmm. a big deal rather mm-hmm. than actually face why you're upset or what's going on yeah but I think that that also kind of does lead into what I said to like not to the extreme that I was talking about but it's like at what cost are you putting other people's emotions before your own for sure and it is like coming from this perspective it is a lot of work to put yourself first and it is terrifying yeah been doing a lot of that lately and it is scary yeah because you have to mentally prep yourself they're gonna talk smack about you mm-hmm. and you have to be okay with that yeah and I am yeah but took a lot of work yeah it does and I think that um for confrontation the thing that I would suggest because it worked for me not saying when it wasn't mushrooms um is uh I did a really powerful so I had to do some confrontation for sure with this one conversation and I just did this really powerful throat chakra opening meditation on insight timer And so anytime that I know that, like, you know, I got to stand in my truth, I got to stick up for what I believe in. And yeah, people could be having different opinions of me or talking shit about me or blah, 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 blah. Then I just I really sit with myself and breathe into that fear because it is it's scary. But I know that if I don't let this out, if I don't talk about it, then it's just going to continue to weigh me down. when she does that meditation watch out you become one oh she's a powerful woman there fire but and and it's like it comes from a 
but it's different because it's not like um, where beforehand, before I found this tool that worked for me, it would be explosive. Like when I finally did find my voice, it came from a very disrespectful, rude, mm-hmm. explosive place. And then I was just on the war path and then I had to swallow my ego and then go on an apology tour after. Whereas now I can, I can do this meditation and I can sit in my truth and I can, and I can come from this powerful place, but also be grounded and respectful and, and, and that's what, headed. And that's what makes you fire. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'll burn all those motherfuckers down. <laughs> Like this bitch on fire. <laughs> That's fun. Let's end on that note. That was good. <laughs> Mike drops. You're going to New Zealand, right? Yeah. Where? It is called Blenheim. So oh. on the South Island. Okay. Are you just staying there? Uh, I don't. Gonna... I don't know. Are you going by yourself? Mm-hmm. My good friend lives there, though. So. Oh. Yeah, but then she's coming back to Stellar in June. So. Oh, cool. Oh, man. You're going no. to New Zealand and you're bringing her to Stiller. <laughs> no, she's. I'm going there in May. She's leaving in June and then coming back to New Zealand in August. So, Oh, is your friend from Stettler? Yes. Oh, I thought she lived in New Zealand. You're like, hey, she's going to come like visit you in Stettler. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So she's from Stettler, but lives in New Zealand and has God. lived there for like the past six years. So. Okay. Okay, then. Yeah. yeah you're gonna have fun yeah thanks um i'm pretty pretty stoked maybe i'll go over to aussie land and see if i can win any dancing competitions that was in new zealand when we did that oh it was in new zealand <laughs> all right i maybe i, I don't even need to leave yeah, yeah. just go up to a bar and keep your yeah. clothes on <laughs> put on fab put on fabulous you'll definitely win Mm-hmm. you know what it's like it's a different vibe in New Zealand like they're they're I mean Canadians are friendly but they're like they're just so friendly like I would never hitchhike in Canada and my friend and I we hitchhiked all the time in New Zealand and I never I never felt scared and I'm very cautious person and I never like a group of these big guys picked us up and they were it was so fun like they're just nice and it's not like threatening or anything <laughs> don't do that Kaylin by yourself <laughs> you'll do it you'll be fine <laughs> That's one thing. I should not give advice. <laughs> I'm here for the sarcastic comments. Mel's here for the advice. <laughs> oh, just jump in by yourself with a bunch of men. You'll be great. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I think you and you and I talked about that, Mel, is like before our prefrontal cortex. <laughs> um because uh, like yeah I was I was young and dumb in Ireland and now I look back and I'm like how did I survive oh, well you know what's funny is we went backpacking and I say it with quotation marks but like we both had our wheelie suitcase <laughs> like we were not backpacking <laughs> another difference I'm not high maintenance though I don't have any makeup on I'm just back then I was just just worried about the weather and my clothes <laughs> But we had our wheelie suitcases. Like it was and they had the heavy sticker put on Kristen. It was heavy. It was fun. But we were not we were backpacking, but we were not backpacking. <laughs> we're staying oh in like gosh. hostels, but like just the like like what is it? Like the upper class hostels where you get your private room. <laughs> nice. But also that was smart because being two girls, like, you know, gotta I mean, I'll jump in a van with a, a bunch of guys, but no, do not put me in a room with everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty excited, especially spending this much time in Toronto. I feel like I oh, just can't wait. I can't You'll wait. You'll have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Maybe. I had to ask you. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did because, like, honestly, people here are just, they're not friendly. They're not nice. Oh. <laughs> Boo, Toronto. Boo. Unless you're from Toronto, then yay! <laughs> Thanks for following us. Yeah. <laughs> if you're anyway. from Toronto and want to talk, send us a message. Naked a little bit afraid pod on Instagram. Yeah, and then show me where the nice people are. <laughs> All right. Okay. There, Kay. Yeah. Um. Thank you for being on here. I really appreciate it, and it's just it's. Yeah, I just I'm very excited that 
You took this leap of faith, even though you're full of anxiety and your armpits are sweaty. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm good now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun, actually. It was good. Let's go drink. Let's go have a drink, Mel. Let's go. We'll go back to <laughs> my face with this. Anyways. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for letting me pull you into the car. I'm glad you shared your story. Yeah, that sounded creepy. <laughs> Come here. You want you want some candy? <laughs> um yeah thanks for listening as always i don't know you're just a rock star i've said it many times so yeah you're a rock star it's a very inspiring story and i just yeah i'm very happy that you shared it so thank you you're welcome yeah yeah all right you closing off there thanks for stripping with us stay weird <laughs>